0: my know what it is come on oh I hope everyone enjoyed last week's episode of the wrestler review where we were positive about a nice woman from Japan because this week we'll be talking in depth about famous wrestler and noted couldn't take the heat so got out of the kitchen. right. We discuss Crash Holly. My name is John Hastings and I am sad that Crash Holly's dead. And now my co host, a man who literally goes to Crash Holly's grave and fucks the dirt mound with his wide dick. Dylan Gott. Hello, Dylan. Thank you very much, John. This is, of course, the Wrestler
1: Review. We're going to talk about the specific career of a happy or sad professional wrestler. Usually, sad. And, ladies and gentlemen, of course, we—I uh, think it was a two-week hiatus of people that were doing okay. That fucking ends today, because we're with goddamn Crash Holly.
0: Oh, that. Oh, oh. You listen to the Wrestler Review to try and forget that you're going through a divorce and you live in your mom's basement? Well, guess what, loser. Time to remember. You are better than Crash Holly cuz guess what Crash Holly he sleeps forever. I'm so sorry if you have <laughs> mental health problems, please go to a hospital.
1: Oh no. Yeah, this is uh this is towards the end of course of the time when they would be like, uh, "Oh, you're suffering with depression." That's crazy. Uh take a big shit. Yeah. Oh, that didn't sort it out. I don't fucking know. Quit being yeah. a puss.
0: Yeah. Like depression up until I'm going to say 2005 was essentially like um oh, I have depression. It's like, oh, that's interesting because all I hear is I'm faking it.
1: Also, I will say this. Crash Holly got white man wasted,
0: which I think is very under- I didn't know if we were going to bring this up right away, but you can really see that alcohol is an issue for old Crash Holly because in our research done by the beautiful Hobson, he's out there. He's in England right now just putting conditioner in his beard
1: looking in the middle (laughs) distance. He's on a beach Turning heads with that bikini. Yeah, the yeah, beautiful yeah, 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 yeah. Christopher By Thompson. the way,
0: for those of you that know, we pay him in bikinis. He wants cash, but we say, <laughs> you do what we say. Um, uh, so Crash Holly's career is basically surmised by, ooh, here's a big achievement. Uh-oh, daddy who got drunk. Daddy gets drunk the way Dylan gets drunk occasionally, which is really fun, really fun. Now I have to fight my friend. So... <laughs> There are two major stories. One of which is he drank so much when he was in ECW, he got heat with the ECW locker room. I don't know how the fuck that's possible. No,
1: you know what it was it was uh so this is skipping ahead a bunch, but and this is this is where I don't like wrestling is that Crash Holly. The thing that's so fucking sad about Crash Holly is that he literally wrestled. With no one paying attention to him for seven full years before he yeah. got any sort of break. And then when he f- finally got his break, they were like, you should go back to school. Which is essentially being like, if a comedian gets a TV show after ten years of just being some weird local MC of like not even a pro show of an open mic, if everyone was like, you know what, you need a fucking improv class. Like, He handled this so much better than anyone should, given the situation. But anyway, he gets drunk at ECW, and everyone was mad, particularly Taz and Bubba Ray Dudley, because it was a dark match on a pay-per-view, and they were pissed off because they thought there were people who had been with the company longer who deserved the dark match because they don't understand jobbing. <laughs> like
0: It's um, not like... <laughs> on, 100%. Okay, here are my issues with it that are twofold. One, absolutely, this guy was... He was the victim of, he came in the business and worked with a guy named Roland Alexander, you may know from Beyond the Mat, who, the best thing you can say about that guy is, well, Osher. he looks like he has kiddie porn, but the evidence seems to point that he doesn't. That's the best thing you can say about that man. Contrary to popular opinion. Um spent seven years wrestling with Mike Modest and a variety of other wrestlers. His career highlight before getting into ECW is Chris Jericho was in the same territory as him very briefly. Like, this is a guy who's really fucking trying, everybody. Yeah, he's really trying. Doesn't really get any advantage, doesn't really get any help. Finally gets ECW, and then short, fat bully and tall, fat bully are like, uh, bro, bro, um, you... Uh, is your last name Chitty? Uh No, it's Lockwood. Oh, uh, you took my fucking cousin's spot. It's fucking stupid. And the idea that it's like, oh, it's unprofessional, he got drunk before a show, it's like, your ECW... Dollars to Donuts, at least New Jack was doing cocaine before he got in the ring. Like, at the very <laughs> least, he was doing that. At the very most... Too Cold Scorpio and Todd Gordon were having an S and M threesome with a girl and making her scream. Todd is God. An actual story that's from ECW that people tell, like it's like, oh, it's really fun. Who knows if she was 18? Like I, I mean, but that's wrestling,
1: man. I mean, I I hate to, I hate to be that guy to excuse behavior off of just stating what the profession is. But the fact that the girl, like, up until. Recently, up until I'd say the Attitude Era, oddly enough, when they really put how like misogynist wrestling was in the back on TV, the thought was like, uh, "Oh, she's 17. Does she have a younger sister?" <laughs> that was like, like Ric Flair seemingly, Ric Flair, uh, guilty of so many things that are now for sure considered sexual assault,
0: mm-hmm. but
1: um he looks like a classy gent because he would show his dick to 25 year olds which now would be like oh my god put that man in jail but back then he was literally
0: considered a gentleman
1: that was like yeah that was essentially showing up to her to her work with uh, a bunch of red roses and saying i saw you know what i mean (laughs) we went on a date i would never try and kiss you that would be too forward here's some roses like, he's, he's goddamn Clark Gable next to these fucking guys who just jack off at a bus. You know what I, I mean? S- like, it's fucking disgusting.
0: Absolutely. By the way, uh, one of the people that helped train um, Michael John Lockwood, we're going to start at the beginning, was who?
1: Um. Oh, but he was going to go to Buzz Sawyer's school, and then he didn't. He was going to because... go to Buzz,
0: Buzz Sawyer's school. I bring that up only because Buzz Sawyer, very good friends with Dirty Dick Murdoch. There is a video of uh, Dick Murdoch on Memphis television just screaming, um, Jerry Lawler rapes 13 year old girls. That's not true. I've ever seen in my entire life. That's not true. It's like, you put that on television. That's not true, though, is it? That he rapes 13 year old girls? No, I mean, he does. That that was on television? Yeah. Yeah, 100%. It may not have been Dick Murdoch. I was go I went through a real big wrestling YouTube wormhole last night and that was one of the clips I found now I- and I did not write it down but I think it was something to do with Buzz Sawyer and it is good stuff like wow Yeah but but Buzz Sawyer's school was we- was weird Their Hannibal Burris moment was in 1991 and Crash Holly was probably trying to get into a classroom while Buzz Sawyer was too busy being like, I got to sort out this peterist. All right, go ahead.
1: <laughs> so then, of course, he uh, was actually trained by Woody Farmer was the school he went to. Woody Farmer and? Mae Young, baby. May Young. And then apparently, because it's the early 90s, or actually it was the late 80s at this point, and uh, Crash Holly is about five foot six. He just got punched in the face for two years and then didn't uh, it didn't really get any traction until 1989 when he worked for Bay Area Wrestling, where he literally worked until 1994 with
0: no movement whatsoever. It's fucking brutal. This poor man literally grew up loving wrestling. So Bobby the Brain Heenan was like, I'm going to be a wrestler and never deviated from the course. Against never did all expectations of the otherwise Like against
1: you have to understand exactly this is 89 to 94 this is no one on he's the crazy thing is he didn't really even do promos he was five foot six so he, his options were literally manager or referee and he didn't want to do promos like this guy against all odds became a professional wrestler
0: not only became a professional wrestler became a professional wrestler essentially known for physicality and ridiculous moves. Like one of the guy's career highlights was the time he did a hurricane rana at a fucking at a fucking gym Jam. Like it's it's pretty fucking nuts what happens throughout his career. Now, he then falls in with Roland Alexander. You may know ladies and gentlemen from beyond the mat as the really fat guy who brings Mike Modest and that black gentleman that Vince uh, that uh, JR constantly comments about his abs. Uh, to do a dark match tryout. Mm-hmm. Um, Michael John Lockwood, aka Crash Holly, uh, through Mike Modest uh, sends tapes and eventually ends up in ECW. That's a short-lived run for a variety of reasons that we've already touched on. Basically, he had a lot of heat, and also it was ECW, and a five foot six guy could have actually gotten some traction. But I guarantee that a Taz probably didn't want to get in the ring with him because it would have revealed how short Taz is. And B, ECW evidently was filled with bullies that were like, "Oh, this guy hasn't been through hardship in a way that we can see." Fuck him! <laughs>
1: well, also his, because this is all right. This is the guy they were scared to give a spot to. Was his gimmick was the Leprechaun, Aaron O'Grady?
0: Yeah, it's weird. Like essentially, like
1: ECW is no place for a leprechaun. Couldn't you see an ECW character working like, "Oh, Aaron O'Grady got his pot of gold. What is it? It's a scared lady." Uh, let's yell at her until she shows her pussy <laughs> <laughs> oh it's he it's heatwave 1998 that's the crabs coming off your cunt you bitch
0: <laughs> the uh, official did... slogan yeah ah uh, top of the morning to you just to let you know if you've got a pussy your property and if you've got a cock do what you please i teach
1: oh a cock is the only thing that means free will oi toi toi oh
0: the thing to remember about catholicism is that ah it's not a crime if you've got God on your side. I'll come tell you
1: If you oh allow man. something to enter you, that's effeminate. I.
0: <laughs> uh,
1: <the thing laughs> that's why I've never oh, been sh- in a car. Um,
0: my favorite thing ever is that he did a lot of wrestling with Vic Grimes, which no one in the business that is wrestling has anything good to say about Vic Grimes. We found more positive things to be said about Buck Zoom Off than have ever been said about the l- s- the... Muscle of the Baldies, Vic Grimes. Well, here's the thing about Vic Grimes is there's,
1: I'm reading up on it. I'm like, man, we should do a Vic Grimes episode because here's, so Vic Grimes, essentially, uh, he's a big, Cornet's a huge fan of Vic Grimes, huge fan of Vic Grimes because he's like, he's kind of like roly poly Vader in a way where it's like he can do a lot of high flying stuff and he's huge. He's legit like six
0: to 300 pounds. He can't do a lot of high, like, he can do some, but he also is Lord Mayor of Botchtown. He is. Like,
1: I didn't know this, but after, this is after the New Jack Botch, after the New Jack Botch, she, um, powerbombed, uh, Lizzie Borden and XPW and just overshot the table and just fucking full bombed a woman onto concrete and she smoked her head off of it.
0: Jesus Christ! Again, the post-ECW companies of CZW and that one, which I can never remember the... Uh, IP... What was it? IPXW? XPW. XPW. Like, the shit that they were doing is like, oh, and in this match, a man just puts his dick in a blender and then dies. Yeah, man, it's not... It's fucking gross. It's so uncomfortable. And it's, again... ECW, especially towards the end, was not good at striking the balance that they had in 94, 95, and 96. Where it's like, oh, the table's on fire and it's a you're gonna have a circumcision whether you like it or not match. But then they would at least be there would be a hammer lock in that fucking match. As opposed to CCW, where it literally was like, Necro Butcher just shanks the referee and shit.
1: <laughs> yeah, XBW was really fucked. They only were like it it'd be kind of like if you watched oh uh, what's a good analogy cuz i don't want to use something as good as like saving private ryan but it be like if you watched a movie that if you watched like die hard i guess and then the only thing you took was like yeah so walking on glass that's what sells tickets and everyone's like what and they're like yeah i'm just going to make a movie where a guy just cuts with g- gets cut by glass for an hour <laughs> like that's all they did and then they just basically figured out correctly so that wrestlers will work for the same payment as porn stars uh, who are down on their luck, which is essentially hard drugs and a bit of and a bit of hellos.
0: Yeah, it's a very interesting thing of especially if you're Crash Holly at this time, in that he is sort of a wrestler. He is one of the very first guys that were like Crash Holly would be an amazing worker now, but he was really ahead of his time in the late '90s. Like he couldn't have gone. WWE to XPW because they were like, well, in our world, someone would just kill you with a gun. Like, you're too small and not intimidating. Yeah. But no, he goes into ECW and
1: he's, of course, in APW for a while with the famous Roman Alexander, Roland
0: Alexander, who apparently by Crash Holly. Roland Alexander is the fat um, guy who brings Mike Modest and that black gentleman uh, whose body is not built from into... Beyond the mat, I can't remember if I already said that joke on mic or off mic, so if I've repeated myself, it's because I'm uh, developing early stages of Alzheimer's, everybody. (laughs) Well, no, we had had technical snafu, and we don't have uh,
1: short-term memories because of hard drugs, so uh, maybe we did this already.
0: want to know why we we do hard drugs? Because I got to get up the fucking energy to fuck your moms, bro. (laughs) Nice all your moms
1: it's about power not love jesus christ (laughs) it's about power where are your dads what's your dad another mom you have two moms and a new
0: dad guess what i'm dmx and your mom's pussy is the idea of barking into a microphone (laughs) But he did a a feud in APW,
1: which put him on the map, which was, of course, uh, his feud with uh, Vic Grimes, where essentially they're doing a bunch of, I kick the big boy, and then the little boy wins sometimes. And that led them to a tryout match in the WWF. And apparently they were told six minutes, you can do whatever you wanted, which was not, by any means, a usual thing uh, for WWF tryout matches. And now Crash attributed this To the fact that Cornette was in love with Vic Grimes.
0: I think it's so fucking weird that Cornette liked Vic Grimes. Like, what the fuck does he see in Vic Grimes? You've been like, oh, he's a pudgy Vader. But he's not. He's just, he's like, he just destroys people's bodies. He's not a good promo. He's not an interesting, different dynamic wrestler. He's essentially just, if Jim Cornette knew where a gym was and that gym had stairs but also had a protein shake that was just beef, that would be Vic Grimes.
1: Yeah. I don't think... The thing is, I remember a lot of buzz around Vic Grimes, and I remember him being, like, a cool wrestler I disagree. At time.
0: I remember him as being part of the Baldies, which, as a faction in ECW, I was like, could you just fuck off, Paul Heyman? Like, it was so bad. Because it was, like, it was the end of the fun ecw gimmicks and now it was just like they're bald and in track suits you know what that means they're bad yeah it was just a,
1: it was essentially the idea of this is probably not said very often but new jack was hulk hogan and they truly were the dungeon of doom it was just here's a bunch of heels for new jack to hit with shit because that's the part of the show that the
0: crowd likes the Agreed. Most also, um, New Jack is my Hulk Hogan. He was literally booked literally, like Hulk Hogan. That is the greatest point you've ever made. And I'm including the time you pointed at my dick and went, that's the best thing in the world. And I went, yeah, you're probably right. <laughs> yeah, it's fucking insane. He, is, he was the ECW Hulk Hogan. He was also the ECW Brock Lesnar. Like Everyone talks about like, oh, he was exactly... They booked Brock Lesnar the way they booked New
1: Jack. No, I don't know. I don't think anyone's ever... Done and I don't know why they haven't done since the the thing where they just keep the guy's music playing while he beats the fucking shit out of everybody. I mean, guaranteed, no one's like Jim Johnston for how good he is at writing wrestling themes has never written a song as good as you know Ice Cube and Dr. Dre. Yeah, and, Dre, the, which and for by sure the way, there's hasn't.
0: only one ECW. There's only one wrestling one Jack Johnson theme that has two verses, and that song is. Jack Johnson. <laughs> What's Jack his Johnson? fucking name? Jim Johnstone.
1: <laughs> Jim Johnstone. No, no, no. Jack yeah, Johnston. Yeah, yeah. Jack Johnson. The, uh, of course, the surf singer from yeah, the early ben Har- 2000s. The sh-
0: shitty Ben Harper from 2003. Ladies and
1: gentlemen, it is the acolytes. From the eyes of a tear to his toes. Ooh, I love to surf. <laughs> Oh, look at your beautiful nose. I want to kiss it in bed, in bed, but never on the lips. Never nude with you, girl.
0: (laughs) That's JBL. Do you know who has more than one verse to their theme song? And it's the only one I think Jimmy Johnston wrote. Do you know which one it is? Is it the
1: Fabulous Rougeos? No, that was uh, Jimmy Hart. Uh, Who has more than one verse to
0: his song? I don't know. It's the Ass Man song for Mr. Ass. That's great. Hey. I like to kick him. <laughs> I like to lick. Oh, it's so fucking good. Oh, it's.
1: I like to shove him. <laughs> <laughs> I love to stick. I fuck <laughs> asses. <laughs> yeah. I'll fuck you in your ass. <laughs> I wish he was in ECW because his song literally would have did. They would have just been like, take the same song, but added so much <laughs> swearing. <laughs> There's shit on my fucking cock. I fuck ass. It would literally just be a man <laughs>
0: going, come, 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 into a
1: microphone. If he was in XPW, he would have done a porn where he got pegged. <laughs> <laughs> and Rod Black would have been like, you're the devil
0: and he has to peg Billy Gunn. Billy Gunn, you're playing Billy Gun, yourself. Do <laughs> you want to know why you're, getting, you're doing the pegging? is because you have said my favorite thing about a man, he shits.
1: <laughs> no, here's why everyone was mad at... Uh, at Mister, uh, we didn't even state his real name, uh, which is Mike Lockwood. Why isn't everyone it was Matt, mad about Mister Lockwood. Lockwood? No, it's Michael John mm. Lockwood. Three normal no, fucking names. It's not, though you're wrong. That's true. Um, so the reason why everyone was mad, he got blackout drunk and passed out before his like first match with the promotion because Daddy knows how to party. You, this
0: is a big theme we've touched on already. For Crash, let me tell you what Crash Holly likes doing. He likes having a bunch of adult beverages and then just. Letting the evening develop.
1: <laughs> so he was already uh he already gets basically kicked out of ECW. For he being too a drunk promo on ECW Never back forget, in APW.
0: Every time uh ECW oh it was fucking crazy. Sandman was doing acid. They were like, uh you party uh too hard, sir. I guarantee he passed out and then just
1: like took his dick out and he's like they were like, That's Sandman's <laughs> <You know. laughs>
0: Sandman's the only one allowed to sexually assault women. I. Let me say this about Paul Heyman. The more history allows the analysis of ECW, it's just like, oh, you had a good. You had two years' worth of ideas, and the company ran for six years. And so everyone remembers it being like, oh, so cutting edge and interesting. And at this point, it's already beginning to be like, and then the. It's a Francine's tampon on a gun match. And and also, all of the the wrestlers have such fucking egos about themselves. Paul Heyman's not in control. Like, you need fucking Crash Holly in ECW. He is. He would have helped that weird division they had, which was just Kid Cash and Tony Mama Luke having matches against each other. Like, they actually needed to do something with um, these guys, but instead. No. No. Well, the thing is, Crash
1: Holly is like by the time he gets in the WWF, which we'll talk about after this quick break we take. But by the time he gets in the WWF, it's it's he's wrestled since the late '80s, which means he's wrestling like a late '80s style. Like he's wrestling like a super traditional American pro wrestling style, which means all his moves are super crisp. But but like one of his big high spots is a fucking missile drop kick. You know what I mean? Like it's just kind of like by the time. He comes into wrestling, it's, like, played out. Like, all his shit's played out because you've already got the luchadors and WCW. Like, it's, like, just him being, like, a super good worker and 5'6 is no longer interesting. What becomes his great calling card, I believe, is is, is his expressiveness in the ring. And I don't like using facials. I don't like using the word facials because I feel like wrestling lingo, for being such a homophobic industry the lingo is like gay guys that's gross anyway and then i rode him and these
0: facials were really good and he and then i he shot on me <laughs> um here's a couple of things that uh, i want to uh, just point out yes he was wrestling a late eighties style within six weeks of wrestling uh hardcore holly all the time he adapts and becomes uh, the one of the better Attitude-era style wrestlers, which is essentially like high spot, high spot, high spot, rest hold. Um, From that, Ben, by the way, he then adapts and wrestles a great small man style right before he leaves the company... And then goes to TNA and wrestles a great style known as, oh, I'm on pain pills, I don't know where I am, and yet I'm still in the ring. (laughs) Again, I think he's a much more diverse performer than you're giving him credit for. You just don't like him because you don't like people that are smaller than you because they confuse you because you're going blind from your stigmatism.
1: He's a baby, look at that kid. I
0: keep saying that about people. You say that about your wife, you're like, ooh, you're my little kid. And she's like, get out of here. And that's...
1: I'm Jerry, the King Lawler, and you're any <laughs> yeah, scared and lady. Yeah, you're just the concept
0: of fear.
1: Um, uh, so no, but he uh, he goes
0: to the Dory Funk Dojo. They, what? What the fuck is with every company? By the way, um, why is every company? Every company this man goes to, they're like, mm, "Not good enough back to school." And he's like, "I've been doing this longer than the rock. He you know when he is, he
1: probably looks super young. Oh, you know, that's very possible. He looks very, very young. There's stories about that where it's like, There's stories about that with Rey Mysterio where they first in the ECW locker room, they're like, whose kid is this? And it's like, that's your opponent for the night? And he's like, has he been through wrestling school? He's like, he's been wrestling for five years. And Crash Holly, the other thing is he has no heat. He clearly has no heat. And I don't mean heat as in like wrestling heat. I mean like heat, like the show business term. No one knows who he is or anything. So he just brought in because this promoter heard he was good. And the style he wrestles, he's always been taught to basically give the match to the other guy. And then not even win. Just kind of like have a little comeback and then lose. So he's a good function that way where he can job all the time and he never needs any wins. He's just fun to watch. Uh, He's a bump machine. And since he doesn't know where he is, like all these guys big dog him. And just try and prove it. And he's such a team player it looks like. That he just goes, yeah. It seems like he had a confidence issue because he, he he says on record that he never thought he'd win a title or get to the WWF. He just wanted to be I mean, a wrestler. this poor and, young man. But that's what I mean. Dor- this is what I'm saying. Dory Funk Jr., what I was going to say is Dory Funk Jr.'s dojo had John Tenta in it because they were reworking his style so he could wrestle as Golga. Yeah, well. So it's like he can't even complain because he's looking there, and it's like fucking earthquake. It's <laughs> an ex WWF tag team champion, a guy who did one of the hottest angles of the early 90s with not only Jake the Snake, but with Hulk Hogan is also in the fucking funkin' dojo. A five hundred pound man who's gonna die in three years is learning to take bumps. Like, you can't you can't really, really um you can't really complain. But he does go to Mexico under the urging of Bruce Pritchard to, uh, to work as the Green Ghost just because they were, at this point, trying to do the WWF Super Astros show. Um, and they wanted Crash Holly to be a part of that because he was a tiny little baby. And, of course, the life-changing role where he's offered the role of hardcore Holly's cousin. And he comes in and has a great run, which we'll talk about more after this
0: beautiful uh- break. Before we get to the break, I just want to let you know I was pretty shocked they weren't actual cousins. They had the same color hair. After the break, I've been, uh, I've been, sl- I've been putting a cup on my skin mound where my dick is, so it actually makes my cock bigger.
1: That's the start of this ad. Oh, go to patreoncom <laughs> backslash wrestler review and donate, <laughs> and donate to us. Five dollars gets you exclusive access to our patreon feed and episodes ahead of time for 25 bucks you can select a wrestler to review one guy did buck zoom off, who is a pedophile rapist and we still reviewed him god damn it we have no allegiances
0: go to patreon to hear the buck zoom off episode also known as the time where two friends are pushed to the fucking edge
1: <laughs> Yo 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 patreon.com backslash wrestler review or rate us on itunes subscribe throw yourself out a fucking window who gets a shit
0: and we're back everybody couple of things heading into uh the crash holly portion of the crash holly uh, 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 uh episode one great debut hardcore holly walks out talks about how everyone's backing him to a corner and he doesn't like that also hardcore holly really bad at promos for someone who's good at promos if you know what i mean like it's good but you're like oh this guy doesn't know what the fuck he's talking all he wants to do is just say I came here to fuck your sister Ah like (laughs) yeah I mean
1: Hardcore Holly this gets him over as a character though like having someone having someone be the guy he always beats up but they just love to fucking fight made him
0: so much Uh, Crash Holly talked about this a lot which was uh, that uh, various people talk about like mistreatment in the ring he was like Hardcore Holly would just straight up hit him, and then he would have to straight up hit him back. But he says that that's how wrestling yeah, works. Yeah, that's the even scarier thing. It's like, that's what men do. Well, that's the he grew,
1: fucking came up in the 80s, so this is just how things were. Of just like, oh, you're going to get beat up a ton, and then you deal with it. He does the whole thing. Um, he talks about how tough enough... Was the reality TV, this is fine to do on television version of how they trained. Because when it actually happened to him, it wasn't like a bit of one match. It was five guys tagging in for an eight-hour period of just punching you real in the face and then being like, it's fake, though, but respect it. Oh, it's fucking
0: brutal, mate. Oh, it makes me really... Like, it's just like this poor... Like, the more we get closer to the end of this episode, the more I'm like hey, can we get a time machine and go back and save Crash Holly's life? Um, <laughs> no. Yeah, he his death is for our amusement. Um, well, maybe
1: there's an alternate timeline in the world where Crash Holly just realizes after two years of wrestling, hey, this is kind of dumb, and then just, becomes like a, a construction. Or
0: they worker. just keep him around <laughs> as a manager. He would have been a great manager in the ruthless aggression era. He could have been a counter to Teddy Long. Teddy Long. He's actually not a good promo. Though. Uh I will argue like, that he's a good promo. He's, he's not go- not in the traditional carry
1: a promo for three minutes sense like Ted. All these guys who were GM characters can do like a four-minute promo. Stop, let well. me fucking
0: make my fucking point. Interrupt me again, and and everyone will know you suck eggs by choice. Um, he is a, he is one of the very few wrestlers that actually maintains his character and doesn't seem like he's reading lines when he's doing backstage sketch uh, uh, like sketches. He he. Th- that's yeah. the weird thing. Not the best three-minute promo guy. Surprisingly good at being this character in backstage little sketches. There's a great one between him and Spike Dudley over the fact that Spike's flirting with Molly Holly and um, Crash doesn't like that. And then there was also a phenomenal one where um, uh, he shakes up Farouk's beer and then he has a match with Farouk. The problem with it, hang on. Yes, is- Problem with that match is that then Farouk just beats the fuck out of him for no reason when it should have been Crash Holly gets some offense. But that's what they did with Crash. They did the thing with Crash where he thought they did
1: the they they took parts of Crash Holly's character and essentially made Santino and then they made the Hurricane. And the parts of Crash Holly's character they took and directly applied to the Hurricane were that he thinks he's a super heavyweight, which is the most basic good character. Thing that they did with Crash Holly, where he comes out with the scale, which apparently was like is Ed Ferrara's idea. Yeah, Ed Ferraro's idea. And the other thing about Crash Holly is that they didn't tell him anything. They were like, You're Hardcore Holly's cousin, go out there. So he made his own trunks just exactly like Hardcore Holly and basically came up with the whole character. Which
0: is great. And by the way, the fact that they, they, they go through two iterations the first one being they're the fighting Holly cousins and they just beat the fuck out of each other in the ring while they're also fighting yeah. opponents. I remember that. That was very funny, and everyone had a nice time. And then they switched it to it was Crash Holly was the 24-7 hardcore champion, and this was fucking awesome. He was the only guy that this worked for. DDT Pro has basically built a fucking belt around this exact concept. Won't acknowledge it, but it's clearly just a takeoff of this. You get the headbangers finding him at an arcade, and he just runs away. And this was, this was a great highlight and a great way you do backstage vignettes for the WWE. This is what you should... It's not a 15-minute promo where Vince McMahon gets his door ripped off by Braun Strowman and everyone goes, I don't care. Can AEW debut? And oh, by the way, Vince, because of the TV contracts you've signed, you've essentially just been paid $2 billion to eventually having to sell your company to Cody Rhodes. Now, um, by doing these sort of vignettes, which were short, quick, interesting funny different essentially weird wrestling matches it made you really exciting and also probably gave crash holly some time to rest his clearly broken and in pain body yet he still insisted on doing a hurricane rana in a fucking jungle gym which looked fucking great as shit by the way yeah exactly
1: they this is the way they should do things where it's like not even this specifically but it's like What something needs to be to be entertaining on TV for a vignette is action. And then there's no action. It's two people talking and then they punch each other in the back. That's like every segment now. But it really does feel like more than ever... This period of time was an in, where they had an influx of uh, create, like, this is them first dealing with writers, which the first part of dealing with writers, would I think, worked out really well, where they got the ideas, and then the writers would work on it with the wrestler, and then now it is the writers write the whole show, and only, like, top-end wrestlers get a lot of input on their character, but I think that this did really well because you just need action. You need people running around, you need, like, new St- you stages, they would do a whole show Where it would be like Crash Holly running around There would be like four segments of Crash Holly running around with the Hardcore title Will he lose it this week? Will he end The show with the Hardcore title? Because someone win the Hardcore title in the first segment And then the third segment they'd lose it And by the fifth segment, a new guy's got it Like it was beautiful And his nickname was the Houdini of Hardcore He actually, before this, they won The World Tag Team titles Off of the Rock and Sock Connection Which Obviously, was a that was the moment uh, where he said he had, it basically surpassed any of his goals in pro wrestling because, like I said, he thought he was too small for it wrestling. Makes, this guy just bums me out. But I mean, it's realistic. He's a 5'6 six guy. When he came up, like when he came up, people were like, "That Shawn Michaels is too small," and Shawn Michaels is like six. I got news small. for you. They
0: were saying that about fucking Mick. Fo- that
1: Mick Foley doesn't have a body for wrestling. Yeah, and he's six six four. Two ninety,
0: like he's huge yeah not as huge as me or you but yeah i can still take him in a fight now listen um we could for sure take
1: him out in a fight he can't walk <laughs> he can't you'd push him over and then he would fall over and it'd be like a turtle and then you'd feel super bad because you'd be like why did i attack this not broken me person? i always <laughs> feel good
0: after a victory no matter the situation. Oh,
1: sick. Yeah. <laughs> for a victory, just going to old folks' home, throw a woman out the window, like a one and out
0: Ooh, wheelchair person. You know what that means? Easy boner.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yo, yo, yeah,
0: yo, yeah. yo, 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 yo. A lot of editing for you today. Um Keep my my toes out of the fire. Um, It was great. Now, it's sort of the hardcore 24-7 whole chemise, chemozzle culminates at WrestleMania 2000, also known as Vince Russo does WrestleMania, also known as... I remember this being a fun pay-per-view when I watched it live. Watching it back any other time, it's an excruciating waste of my life. They have a hardcore title battle royal where the belt... Um, changes hands something like ten times in a match and it ends and it ends with Hardcore Holly beating Crash Holly for the belt except that's not what's not that wasn't what was supposed to happen suck me Simon I didn't turn off my recorder so it's been recording the whole time alright so they The bell changes hands like 10 times. Uh, We had technical difficulties again, so I've just repeated that bit again. I'm really sorry for all the technical difficulties this week, everybody. I think Crash Holly is a ghost, and I think he's haunting our apartments. (laughs) I don't think he wants his story out there. This
1: is Mike Sanders' dog doing this. Yeah,
0: Mike Sanders' dog and Crash Holly are in the same place because even God doesn't respect Crash Holly. Oh, you don't go to hell. You go to dog heaven, Crash Holly. He's like... No oh, no too short for regular <laughs> yeah, heaven. You must be this tall to get through this gate, you fucking loser. Uh, what no? But I see but I see Mr. Kennedy's career in there. Get it? His career's dead. Um Nice. So this fucking battle royal, this is the height of late nineties wrestling, you know? Where it's like, it's a battle royal, but it's also got gimmicks. All right. It's a y- vat of yogurt on a pole inside a gun f- store match. Um, <laughs> <was> every WrestleMania-, <laughs> WrestleMania 2000 is rough to watch. Like, it's... Yeah. It's like... Listen, I grew up... If we, let's use porn as a metaphor. The first porn I watched had a wah-wah pedal and full bush. And I remember enjoying it very much. And I've gone back to have a vintage retro wank to that porn. Young Nurses in Lust, if you must know. And it's just not the same. Hasn't aged well. Um, Mostly because all the participants are dead. Much like WrestleMania 2000. Now, um, this Hardcore Battle Royal is botch city, including Hardcore Holly wins the belt even though he wasn't supposed to and it was supposed to be either retained by Crash or Taz was supposed to win. There's a variety of who fucked up and whose fault is it and everyone basically blames Vince Russo even though he wasn't the referee nor involved in the actual execution of the match he just doesn't have a say so it's very easy for people like Bruce Prichard to be like this is why you don't do matches like this because of uh, Vince Russo but yeah it was a a terribly weird match doesn't really make a lot of sense and hang on so uh i'm just trying to find w- the current controversy laid out basically the referee just mistimed uh a false finish and it ended up being uh hardcore collie ended up winning the belt and then very quickly but i mean it's the fucking hardcore title it doesn't matter does dylan a little thing called legitimacy how about that, you fuck?
1: Well, I mean, Hardcore Hollywood flat out refused to be in any comedy things. What? You want me to do what <laughs> to who? Fuck that. I win. What? What? How about this? Austin comes, tries to take the fucking hardcore title from me, and then
0: I fuck him. With my dick, and I get the fuck championship. <laughs> fuck Hardcore Hollywood, the only man that I'm totally fine got his neck broken in the ring, because I was like, yeah, I wish he fucking died. Let me tell you something... Oh no, why do you wish you died? Because he's a cock, asshole. Let me fucking tell you something, man. You're a greenhorn. Uh, I'm Shane McMahon. Yeah, carry the bags. I'm going to tell my dad. <laughs> I'm going to tell my dad about you. Carry the fucking you, bags. That's fine. I'm going to tell your mama about how I fucked her. Uh, you don't mind what mom is Linda McMahon, the CEO of this company. I don't read. I'm Christian.
1: I can't read.
0: In your face guy who can't
1: can't read and thinks you're a pussy because <laughs> you can. What, you fucking learn to read? Well, yeah. Fuck you. <laughs> fancy pants. Fancy
0: pants with your fucking words. Hey, hey Crash Holly. This is Hardcore Holly at Crash Holly's grave. Hey, hey, just because you're dead doesn't mean that you don't fucking listen to me. Get your fuck... I show up here once a week and I pin you.
1: Every week I win. One, two, three, count it. I win. Fuck
0: you. How was your fucking day, wife? <laughs> um, I'm the uh, waitress at this Waffle House. Yeah, you're my wife. You bring me food and I've seen you pee.
1: <laughs> I never let a woman on top because then she wins. <laughs> I'm always on top.
0: One, two, three. I don't do it doggy style because I'm not a dog. I'm a man. I do it like men do. On top of the woman briefly, but not for a three count only. It's why I was never given the bell because when I'm 10 wrestlers, I come. Oh, my God. (laughs) It's associative.
1: I'm seeing someone about it. Fuck you. (laughs) Crash Holly,
0: not a man. I'll tell you fucking. Why did Crash Holly's push stop? um why did i actually couldn't really figure it out basically i think he oh this is great I, I could guess was it the time he went to the wwf new york restaurant and got drunk with the yep. fans and then took off all his clothes
1: yes it is yes so basically remember how they would do those this guy's at wwf new york you got to go to w for those of you that don't know that are maybe a bit younger WWF New York was they WWF just opened a restaurant in Times Square because they Vince McMahon wants to go mainstream so They're badly, going. and then they would have like a lower end wrestler such as Meat or Crash Holly show up at WWF New York and be the host for the evening. And Crash Holly got blackout drunk, took all his clothes off, <laughs> and everyone was like, "This doesn't help me eat these uh these nice chicken fingers." <laughs> Please get your tiny
0: or big penis. Do you know out of my anyone face? who ever went to uh, WWE New York? And I I have, I have been. I had a shirt from WWE New York that my dad, at the time, very weird man. My dad went through a ten year phase where he just thought I was a double XL, which I I was super fat at one point, and even then, not a double XL. And uh, he demanded it. I was a double XL, and so I just had a shirt I could not wear from there, which always bummed me out because I really wanted to. Uh, now, <laughs> made me so pissed off. Uh, yeah, I went there, and uh, Jonathan Coachman, I remember, did a wraparound, and that was it.
1: Yeah, for sure he did. And then you guys were like, can I meet The Rock? And they're like, do you want to meet uh, Funaki? And you were like...
0: Do you want to meet the guy who says evil for Funaki? Uh, I'd rather not listening. Like, oh, okay, I guess so. (laughs) Funaki comes over and he's just like, you know,
1: you can't even be on your phone. He's just doing a crossword. (laughs) And then he goes, I don't want to talk to you. You speak English? Shut the fuck up, fat
0: kid. Hey, were you a wrestler named
1: Funaki? No. Well, I think. Shut up, donut. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, Vince for sure would be like, just get an Asian guy from the kitchen. They won't know it's yeah, not. just talk
0: get a about. Mexican and then tape his eyes. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. hundred <laughs> percent that that was done. A hundred one. Like this is how much I know this was done. This is what this is the sound of Vince McMahon being. Whoa. There it was, right there. This is, but this starts the uh, 2001. Of course,
1: starts the great. I think it's a great feud, which is ECW is crumbled and died. So now the Dudleys have Spike and crash and spike get in a feud because uh they do the whole montagues and capulets thing from romeo and juliet where molly holly and spike <laughs> dudley want to cream pie each other and god damn it crash holly if someone's gonna fuck his cousin it's
0: gonna be him for yeah, fuck's sake and hardcore holly's really upset because uh he thought molly holly was brought in to have sex with him it's fine we have fucking the same name that means i don't have to pay to get her fucking name changed. fuck you
1: <laughs> Fuck you. But this is a really good feud. Like uh, the it's Dudleys a great versus and also
0: proves that he can do promos, even though you don't think he can, but I believe in him and you don't, because you don't believe in, in happiness or friendship. He just isn't like he can't be a stalwart. I didn't say he can't yes, do you promos. Did. this like, is
1: what you said. There's a lot of people you, that can do said, promos. I'm glad
0: he committed suicide because he was bad at his job, and people that don't entertain me should die. And then you said I, Dylan Addison, Bob Addison got believe that. You said it all. It was recorded. We were recording this. No, you, you did. No, you said that. Uh, I'm I'm rubber and your glue. Whatever you say, about stuff means six to you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but this is good because I think there should be more wrestlers like this. And I think actually I shouldn't say there should be more wrestlers like this. Crash is the first in a long line of wrestlers who are like this. Not first, but he's indie guy who is just a straight up indie guy. No Showtime. No fucking, oh, this guy's great. He's a great worker. He just comes in after 12 years of being in the business, 10, 12 years of being in the business. And he is on Raw. He has his little run with the tag title. He's the star of the hardcore division for a hot minute. Uh, he's in the storyline with Molly Holly and and right in the middle of the Spike Molly Holly storyline. And then he gets demoted to heat jacked velocity. He's working there a lot. And he doesn't care because he's like, it was way... Way less stressful than working on Raw because Vince isn't around. It's just like, oh, you lost, you won, you lost, you won. Who gives a shit? And he's also a victim of them buying WCW because guaranteed Crash Holly doesn't get fired in 2002 if they're not bringing in all the WCW guys. They're like, okay, let's clear off the Crash Holly contract. We have Nash and Hall and Hogan coming in. We need to clear off, so Crash Holly's a dead character. Which I mean, he
0: was, but he easily could have
1: been a road agent. He also,
0: you could have really adjust. He could have adjusted a little bit. The other major issue is like Crash Holly liked to get drunk, and he liked to complain about his spot. Like he evidently that was his big thing, which was um, "Oh fuck, fuck you!" Like he just didn't like where he how he was used and what he was used for. So he was a bad drunk
1: it's very clear it's very clear his problem was even if it isn't the regularity with which he's drinking it's that he knows he's bitter because he's five six and he's better than all these guys but he'll never be taken seriously because he is five six and because he has a cute face of a little pug. yeah he's a sweet
0: nice boy doing nice sweet things
1: yeah and he goes to Smackdown uh pretty soon sorry I quoted that wrong he did not get uh released in 2002 it was 2003 uh he was stuck with matt hardy um he stuck with matt hardy uh, as one of the mattitude
0: followers and is and is released uh by the company well, by the way bruce pritchard uh really shows no sympathy for the death of a man via suicide in his discussion of uh crash Holly leaving the wwe he's basically like Don't complain that we don't have anything for you because they'll just fire you. Go somewhere else. And it's like, you know, you're not wrong. But some people are fucking dead because they fucking killed themselves. So maybe you just wanna fucking be a bit nicer, you absolute bag of shit. Yeah. I mean, by the end of his tenure though, it's like been a
1: year and a half of being in limbo. He's not given anything, he's just Crash Holly. This is essentially if he didn't complain, he could have had Val, he could have been around like Valvinas where like Valvinas was around for like an extra nine years <laughs> just being a bald guy who jobs on heat.
0: Oh yeah, Val yeah, Coach Morley, when you explain to people it's like Oh no, he was there for quite some time and you're like w- what what what? And you're like yeah 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 yeah. It was fucking crazy everybody.
1: Yeah, and also the weird thing about this is he's released in 2003, which is as he spots the wrestling period, uh, the wrestling business is declining like steeply and this is after the boom. And the other thing is he basically he came he started wrestling near the end of the first boom and then 93, 94, 95, he's still in the passion years of being a pro wrestler. So he doesn't really notice how little he's being like paid and like whatever else. He still loves it so much. And then by the time his career takes the upswing with getting an APW, ECW, and of course the WWF, he's making good money. And this is the first time where it's like you've had a huge setback. And how does he deal with it, John?
0: Oopsie dupsy He's dead now. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, before we get, uh, before he dies in real life, he dies. A much sadder death, which is he joins NWA TNA and is uh I think a part of uh, Sports Entertainment Extreme briefly before um, realizing that uh life is too short and fucking kills himself. That's yeah. fun. That's how a fun is thing he to do. who discovers uh, him. Stevie Richards. Yeah, fuck me. Stevie Richards cannot catch a fucking break, can he? Oh, you're getting over huge with the gimmick that you're in the right to censor? Before that goes anywhere, make sure that you fucking break your back in a way that is irreversible and you have to go away for a year. Bye-bye. Oh, now, what's up next? Okay, good. Uh, Let's make sure that uh, Crash Holly cries. Yeah, well, I mean,
1: it's very, very, very sad. Uh, he's So he's in TNA as Mad Mikey, which is he gets mad at stuff. I mean, some funny promos, like he's... There's a he's facing a tall guy in basketball and he's pissed off the tall guy's winning so he hits him in the nuts and then while the guy's hunched over he uses him to dunk and he's just him getting very mad at things and that's the uh, that's his whole character because it's TNA baby <laughs> yeah.
0: early, um, early TNA was really a sign of where TNA was gonna end up being like the. Do you feel uncomfortable about your love of wrestling? TNA, TNA, you won't feel any better. Like, it's just so fucking brutal. Like, oh, he's up. It's Upset Jim. I don't like this. Oh, now Upset Jim's also a gay and a dog. Upset Jim dog. He just lost... um, the NWA title to Jeff Jarrett.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's you bring in a guy who's with a new character who's clearly someone else, and the whole audience is like, "Why aren't you just?" That's the weird thing about it. It's like you get these characters, but they don't. You don't get the character because Vince is smart enough to copyright everything, so you don't get the character. You get the guy, and a lot of times the guy isn't as good as the character. Like you're relying on lightning to strike twice. And there's only so many people who are that involved and smart as to be able to reinvent themselves, right? Um, but let's get the sad part, John. Baby, he was uh, he was essentially released, and then he served divorce papers, and uh, he passed out and choked to death on his own vomit. Yeah. Oh, baby. Look at a picture of uh, look at a picture of
0: a dog and a cat getting along good i hope he did Uh, that also here's the thing that's even worse there were so many pill bottles near him they had to rule it a suicide no one'll know if he actually tried to take his life but his life was so bad they just assumed that it was oh no oh no oh no well it's i mean it's a classic john
1: bonham uh bon scott late 70s uh rock star death where it's like i party till i fall asleep on my back yeah god takes it
0: over from there usa (laughs) You I say yeah. they call me the evil can evil of getting fucked up.
1: <laughs> I like to do daredevil things, drive fast, and also just fall asleep on cliffs. If I roll over, I'm dead.
0: La da da da. Jump the gorge between this life and the next every fucking night. Bourbon is why I can sleep. Like yeah, it's so sad, and of course discovered by Stephen Richards. Stephen Richards uh, probably was like, "Oh, there goes another friend," and then tried to call Raven, and then remembered, "Oh yeah, we had a falling out," and then just stared in the middle distance and just kept whispering, "Be happy, be happy."
1: I, I want. I, I'm assuming Stephen Richards let all the things that, uh, let things out to Raven. Like was like, I don't. I found this man dead, and he was one of my good friends, and people just keep on dying they just keep on dying and you know when does it stop like how can i help these people and then there was a pause and then raven was like can i have 10 yeah, bucks yeah, yeah um and then stevie was like no you can't and then started talking but he and then he quickly realized that the phone was hung up hello
0: because uh, <laughs> raven was like if you have 10 bucks you can't fucking talk to uh, me man hello uh perry it's uh steven i uh I found Crash Holly dead in my house. <gasps> oh, that's cool. Yeah, reject method to your dick.
1: <laughs> it's crazy. I got reception on this in this pineapple in this garbage can. I'm talking to you. We're not on a cell phone. Whoa, this pineapple's pretty good. How the
0: fuck did you find me here in my house, Stevie? Um, Perry, you you were arrested three weeks ago. I. I'm here to post your bail and let you know that Crash Holly is dead. So you have to sleep in his room, and I, I can't bring myself to clean up the vomit. I'll sleep in it; it'll keep me warm, baby. Um, <laughs> Ooh, a wet pillow. Today's Monday. What's your favorite thing about Crash Holly? Uh, John? I would say uh, best organic building of a gimmick of the Attitude Era. He does not come in as the Crash Holly we fall in love with by the time. I mean, that's not yes, true. Yes, it is 100% true. I stand by everything. It's He's better. His g- b- gimmick was better built organically than Stone Cold Steve N- that Austin. That didn't happen during the Attitude Era, oh, fucko. Happened right before the Attitude Era. Stone Cold was finished by the time the Attitude Era started. Suck. He's better than Kurt Angle's build for
1: his character, where essentially he was a main eventer within yeah, six he is, months. Yes, so I stand by it. I stand by what I say. <laughs> good I mean as long as you stand by that I think what the best thing about Crash Holly uh, for me was uh, com- you know comedic timing and just general sense of where he was in the wrestling landscape like he wasn't trying to be the world champion or anything and he rightly recognized that he just had to be a bump machine and he was good at it he was just a good overall wrestler and I think the worst thing about uh, Crash Holly and let's get real
0: here his clear drinking problem and depression. You can't. Uh, you can't be doing I, that. I wouldn't call it a drinking problem. I'd call it a drinking solution. Um, oh, a solution to the problem wife. of. Uh, <laughs> I'm yeah. sad. The problem of you're a horrific failure. Goodbye. Um, no, he's a great man, and I'm very sorry he's gone. I would say the worst thing about him is that his. If he had. If he had survived and gone to rehab, this guy would be. Do you understand how many Crash Holly chants we'd have to sit through during the Raw after Mania if he hadn't committed suicide? Because even those wrestling fans are like, too far, too far to remember. I don't think that, I don't think that, here's the
1: weird, sad part about, here's the saddest part about Crash Holly, rather, is that since he didn't have, like I was talking about Heat, like uh, like basically fan interest, since he he had a lot of casual I fan disagree, interest, and casual fans thought he was really I good. I
0: disagree. I uh, go ahead. Go ahead and say your wrong
1: thing. Yeah.
0: Truth bomb. But
1: Spike Dudley was the little guy who everyone liked because of the ECW thing
0: for the wrestling nerds.
1: No. So everyone just saw Crash it, as like a WWF version of Spike maybe, Dudley.
0: Maybe. But it's again, we don't know what could have happened to him after. If he had stayed in the Fed, because Spike Dudley is gone by, is, they really fuck up Spike Dudley by like, he's the one who was behind the Dudley boys the whole time. Well, he wasn't. Again, Crash Holly was a good enough comedic performer that I think he could have shined in a slightly different gimmick, doing something slightly different. What Clearly the problem was he was a drunk guy, and they were like, can you do this? And he's like, no, I'm hungover. That was the issue. I think that he would have built a lot more fan interest and excelled and continued. Because you could have done stuff like if you had kept up with the he thinks he's a super heavyweight gimmick, that gets funnier and funnier the more out of the attitude area you get because now you have people like the great Kali and Brock Lesnar and the and also you could have turned it into oh my god, not only does he think he's 400 pounds that could beat Brock Lesnar but he, he keeps getting up. You could have done stuff with him to build fan interest. They just didn't or he wasn't in a place where they wanted to do that. So for me, the saddest thing about Crash Holly is yeah, that he fucking died. He had a drinking problem. Same thing as you that w- <laughs> it's like a long a long talk about booking and then that a yeah, man is well dead. that like it's in the end welcome to wrestling it's either well he's okay or well who knows co- what could have happened because drinky drinky pill pill like it's crash holly really fucking bummed me out i gotta tell you like it's just like he got served divorce papers and his dream fired him like it's just like oh god damn it yeah <laughs> Yeah, it's not the best. Strap is it? in to be sad.
1: Ooh, sad times in Ridgemont High. So, ladies and gentlemen, that's the episode. Thanks very much for listening. Um, of course, John, this week you're at the Soho Theater February
0: that's 8th. That's right, and 9th. babies. February 8th, 9th. Please come and see the show because I am in a room that's too big against my wishes and it's going to be quiet. <laughs> oh,
1: yeah. This week, I'm on, uh, maybe on vacation. I don't know yet. But also, uh, next week, uh, I will be in Lindsay at the Moose Lodge for a fun, fun tour date. We're trying to get something together for the 16th. We're recording this way ahead of time, so hopefully that comes together. But February 15th, Lindsay, Ontario at the Moose Lodge. All the stuff will be on my social medias. That's Twitter and Facebook. You know my name. It's Dylan Gott. Anything else? If you guys can't make it out to a show, please rate us and subscribe on iTunes. It helps with the algorithms. Rate and subscribe on uh, SoundCloud as well. If you're one of the, you think the iTunes is part of the Illuminati, and uh, rate and subscribe to yourself because you deserve it. Thanks for Suck listening. Me,
0: Susan.